Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And if you're a fan of this podcast, you already know the 50-year mission is definitive oral history of Star Trek. And Secrets of the Force will tell you everything you want to know about the history of Star Wars. But what you probably don't know is Ed Gross and I have a new book coming out this July. They shouldn't have killed this dog. The complete uncensored ass-kicking oral history of John Wick, Gun Fu, and the new age of action. Coming from St. Martin's in hardcover, digital, and audio. You can order it today. Welcome back to the 430 Movie. We got our expert programmers here to curate fantasy theme weeks of classic films. From 1998, film directed by Steven Soderbergh called Out of Sight. Yes! Soderbergh directs it with such a sort of confident, self-assured style. Lex Luthor in Superman. What is it about Gene Hackman that... uh... His performance, it's off the charts, but still in reality. Fiendishly gifted. 1981, Sam Raimi Opus, The Evil Dead. Oh, yes, fine choice. Sam Raimi invented entirely new ways to get shots that should not have been possible with the amount of money that he did not have. Charade. Oh, Directed by Stanley Donnan. It's a textbook screenplay. It's just effortless, and there's not a wrong note in this movie. Can't say enough great things about it. We'll be back next Friday with an all-new episode of the 430 Movie, wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us now for the 430 Movie. The 430 Movie Podcast is available weekly wherever you listen to podcasts and on the free Electric Now app. Download it today. Hello and welcome to Best Movies Never Made, a podcast where we talk about interesting and infamous movies that never made it to or through production. Most of the time, the movies you're trying to make don't get made. Like, four of them may happen, one of them may happen, none of them may yeah. happen, and I'll be attached to three more things by end of summer. Turn the script into something resembling like Unforgiven with Conan. Yeah. Suddenly the rights expired and the whole thing just like went away Ow. overnight. New episodes will be available every other Monday. We won't see you at the movies. Best Movies Never Made, as featured in Entertainment Weekly, is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on the free Electric Now app. I would be remiss, by the way, if I didn't say, I do feel over the last week or so a little silly dealing with such frivolous stuff as this. It, uh, obviously, everyone's aware of what's going on in the world and yeah. you know, the invasion of Ukraine uh, by the Russians and the horrible horrible suffering that is being inflicted on 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 the ukrainian people and um you know it's really you know we're, you know you're so helpless to, to do anything i mean make donations you know post on instagram so what you know it's just so it's like i don't know sometimes it's like here we're recording these things and i'm like why are we you know doing this but then but you, you know, know what, what? The, the creation of the original happened in a time equally, if not more so, mm-hmm. full of strife and troubles. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I, I would add to that, that I, I truly do believe in the vision and the optimism and the hope of Star Trek. So even in the darkest of times, I feel like, you know, I, I do believe in the idea that the arc of history bends towards justice and that the, 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 there, is, there is light uh, and that Star Trek has done such a good job of affirming the fact that the future will be better. And so I think celebrating Star Trek is is not a bad thing to do. Yeah. And at least that's how I justify it to myself. So, um, but obviously, uh, we, you know, when, when this drops, we have no idea how dire the situation may be, but we're going to go ahead and we're going to record it. Um, but because knowing that's our job. Yeah. But no, that's knowing, our job. knowing that the uh, Ukraine is not far from our thoughts.
Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And this is Darren Docterman. And we are the Inglorious Trexperts. And this is yeah. Trexperts tonight. Da, 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 no, don't da, hum da, that. Da. We don't have the we don't have the rights. Oh, da, da, do, do, do. <laughs> da, da, do, do, do. Look at that. <laughs> I, I think we should change the name of the podcast. Trexperts tonight. It sounds catchy. I think I think, you know, we got to well, we like, can spin it off. We can spin it off. Oh, and no. Do, uh, no, you know, no, one no a more. month. No more. It's like, uh, you know, we got to do market research and see what the um, what the algorithm tells us, you know. Like, yeah, because that really does well for finding shows to do. We think in glorious Trexperts, it sounds too um, too mean and, 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 and nasty. We need it's a, a uh, you need a title. It's it's very it's very uh, it's too uh, uh, male forward. And it's damn disrespectful is what it is. So, you know, we need something like upbeat, you know, and then, and then we, we need somebody like on the couch who's like just sitting there laughing at our jokes. And do we need Salacious the word, Trump? Do we need the word Trexperts? I mean, that's so restricting. Yeah, that's true. Does it have to have Trek in it? And does it, could it be glorious? That seems a little religious. Could it be, could it be the glorious non-spurts? Do there have to be spurts? There doesn't just, have to be spurts. I would, I would yeah, hope so. It feels wrong to me. <laughs> well, yeah. speaking of uh, speaking of all that, um, speaking we of spurts, we decided we decided it was time. It was time to return to the mailbag. I prefer to call it the mail sack. Well, whatever you call it, mail bag, mail Isn't sack. The mail sack actually called a script. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I. Whatever you want to call it, <laughs> we decided. You know, that's incredible. There have been, <laughs> been so so much uh, controversy stirred up by this show in the last couple of weeks that it might be a good time to open up the mail and uh, see what people are saying. Controversy, some new controversy. You mean a you mean a galactic controversy? That's right, a galactic controversy. You're right, but before, we, but we, before we talk about it becoming a forbidden subject, right. let's talk about, one more time, our top 101, the subject that will not die. Because last, <laughs> recently, we, uh, we, we did a, a follow-up to our 17-hour 101 top movies. And uh, we thought we would deal with uh, you know, fans and uh, who said, oh, maybe why'd you miss this film? Even, you know, we brought up a few that we thought maybe we missed. Well, the hints keep on coming. So uh, I just want to briefly mention, and I, I, I do think this was an omission on our part. I, uh, I, I, I regret at least not uh, including it, was uh, Brazil. Mm -hmm. uh, there were a lot of mentions, also 12 monkeys. So, uh, yeah, uh, I guess. Brazil isn't really science fiction. Yeah, I think of that as a fantasy. Brazil is a fantasy film. Do you? Yeah, I yeah. guess. Absolutely. It's an alternate world, but it's a fantastic yeah. world. It's not 1984. It's a, it's a different kind of deal, I think. You could argue that Terry Gilliam has his own universe. Yeah. He has his own genre. His own the genre. Terryverse. Yeah. <laughs> the Terry Cinematic Universe. <laughs> so, TCU. It's, yeah, because... Uh, it's, it's a universe made out of uh, clay, cherry oh, no, cloth, dreidel. Okay. Well, one of the other uh, mentions, of course, were um, Fahrenheit 451 and the Illustrated Man, two great Bray Bradbury novels. 
They're great novels, not but not great movies. Not great movies. That's yeah, the, that's okay. the problem. I, I agree. Qu- Quatermass came up again. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, I yeah. thought we did talk about that. We did. We did. We did. And uh, and so uh, it's interesting. You know, my favorite is when people say, you know, how about uh, Gattaca? You really should have had that on the list. And then it's we like, did. we did. Yeah, exactly. I can't tell you how many times people are irate over I mean, things we had. Well, in fairness, <laughs> which of the 17 hours did they miss? <laughs> we were doing that. I, <laughs> no, 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 specifically, I did and yes. Rob did. You, so. you and Rob. Darren and I <laughs> knew what was on the list. So no, somehow, so, somehow you missed <laughs> you, you missed it. You know, I really think that the, that Star Trek movie should be on the list. Star um, Trek? I, I just liked all the people who uh, kept mentioning movies. And then we said, uh, yeah, we thought about it, but uh, we didn't choose to uh, put it on the list. And then they come back and then they mention the same movie again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still think you should have picked X, Man with the X-ray yeah. Eyes, which, by the way. I, I can't believe you didn't <laughs> pick that. Well, believe it because we didn't. <laughs> well, I'm really upset. Sorry. I'm really upset that you didn't pick movies yeah. that we didn't pick, like The Incredible Shrinking Man. How could you not pick? The fact that we didn't pick it. Right. Picker, Peter Picker, Picker. Oh, shit. I need a scorecard now. I know, because I'm mad at our audience for not calling us out on films we didn't right. list. I agree. <laughs> Let's start tweeting angrily at them. Let's, let's just call whole, them up randomly by name. A whole let's episode. Just, let's just put out a 101 movies we didn't pick. That you should have <laughs> called us out for not no, not necessarily we should have are the greatest but aren't that good science fiction yes. movies of all time just yeah. 101 random sci-fi movies that we thought of <laughs> yeah 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 okay well it's true well there's, there's obviously one movie that didn't make our top 101 that was the subject of um of a great deal of consternation and love yes. and of course i'm talking about star trek 3 the search for spock and you know, uh, a few people said we should never bring the the, um, the, uh, the the Star Trek three up on the podcast again because we're so mean about it. So of course, I immediately mean. decided we need to do another episode where we yeah. talk about Star Trek three. Look, they haven't heard mean. No, they haven't. This is not mean. This is love. This is this is guidance from. From your uh, from your guardian. This is this is uh, We're the this alcoholic is, fathers of Star Trek. Now this is speak for yourself. This is love. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 in all seriousness, I there was a, there were a couple of people you know where it's like this is so sacrosanct that you should not even talk about it, even if the points you're making are are, are valid. Don't bring it up. Don't these talk are, about these it. These are worship movies. You yeah. will not speak of them. Yeah, right. yeah. In which case, which, we shouldn't be doing the damn podcast. Which is really funny because before I get to some of those emails, our good friend, our good friend of the podcast, the great Eddie Egan, who we name checked during the uh, the, the commentary of Star Trek, uh, got a hold of me, <laughs> and 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 I think this validates everything we said. So Eddie said, and this is true, this it's a true story, um, and that I ain't no band leader, um, <laughs> but uh, Eddie said. Uh, D. Forrest Kelly, you may know him, he played McCoy, uh, said uh, <laughs> before the production, he had qualms about the quality of the script. And uh, but, you know, he was a professional yeah. and uh, he actually suggested and lobbied hard for the great Robert Weber to play uh, a role in Star Trek. III. I think Esteban. Um, 
course, Robert Weber, you know, from 12 Angry Men, the Dirty Dozen Midway, bringing sure. the head of Alfredo Garcia. Great, great, great character actor. Of course, uh, we did not end up with Robert Weber in Star Trek Three. He said um, D. Kelly was very dispirited about the casting and uh, the reality of the budget and its parameters set in. But he was such a pro, you would never know it. And of course, D never publicly said anything critical of Right, film. of course not. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you know the, 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 the fact of the matter is, as much as you want to kind of uh, sort of pretend that this is a perfect film in some quarters, uh, you know, even the cast knew when they were making it. Yeah, everybody this, knew. Everyone knew, okay? So this whole idea that you know to, to lavish tough love on this and 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 you know again we're talking about a movie from 1984 yeah you know we're not eviscerating star trek from 2022 which we could easily and, do if we wanted to and but we don't do that mean, kids. and the basic thing is we're not saying we don't enjoy it we do but it's not about that it's about it's about having an open I and a discerning mind when we watch this stuff. Yeah, and I, I think right. we've said a lot of times, we say, we're not trying to change anybody's minds. In fact, I, I, my favorite emails are when uh, people uh, say, look, I love Star Trek 3. I'll always love Star Trek 3. But it was really interesting to hear what you guys had to say. Yeah, that's well, what it's for. Think of it this way. That's what it's if, all about. If we're not being honest with about this stuff, then, and we're not being honest when we say things that are critical of, say, Star Trek 3. Then when we say things about Star Trek, the motion picture, like, hey, take a second look. If you have this this opinion about it that is, you know, 40 honking years old that isn't based on reality, we, we don't have any credibility with that because then right. we're just being cheerleaders rather than actually curating to some extent an experience about Star Trek and saying things that that are personal and real. It, it just we are we are not the inglorious Fanboys. Yeah, that's well a, put. Well that's put. a totally different. Point. Look, and there, you know, that's the right. old Santiana quote, you know, those who forget the past are condemned to relive it. We should learn from the mistakes of the past. So theoretically, it's learnable. Yeah, future <laughs> Star Treks can be better. Yeah. You know, I, I look forward to the day when we don't have to be mired in talking about the glory days of 1982 or 1967 or whatever. And we can talk about how great Star Trek is in 2024, you know, um, and hopefully that day will come. Anyway, we, so. we want it to come. We we look forward to it. We have the greatest enthusiasm. Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. Individual achievement. Um, okay, so a few comments. Michael Goth is one of my favorites. Mark Altman has always been critical of Star Trek 3. I can't bear to listen to this podcast. Okay, well. Appreciate Sorry the feedback. Sorry to see you go. But no, actually, he, 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 you know, he, he, uh, I actually, you know, I very rarely respond, but I did in this case. I said, yes, indeed. I've always hated Star Trek 3 and I always will. And if you can't bear it <laughs> or bear it because he spelled it wrong, all that's left to say is, as we say on earth, say la vie. And he wrote back a very nice email and, uh, you know, obviously clearly is still listening to the podcast, but I, it's just, um, and, and that's a great example of the whole thing. It's like, you know, people, when they don't think you're listening, will say all these things and then immediately right. they're very, uh, anyway, I, look, look, I, that's I constantly, look, I, I'm, I, 
I'm not trying to denigrate anyone's opinions or anyone's uh, joy, but I just keep remembering that famous quote from Harlan Ellison when he was on the Tomorrow Show with uh, Tom Snyder. He said, Star Trek fans are inherently indiscriminate. Mm. And he was right then and he's right now. He's been dead for years, but it's it's a sad thing that fandom overtakes your sense of quality and it shouldn't you should have an open mind and looking at everything and enjoy what you want but understand what makes it go like Like the pathlets like the pathlets yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) i'm smart it's really (laughs) important to have you know a critical eye you know and and if that interferes with your enjoyment you know so be it but yeah I just, this whole idea that we should just accept whatever Pablum is given out, you know, and say, thank you, sir. May I have another? I don't, that doesn't fly. Okay. It doesn't mean we have to be cynics either. Exactly. We don't have to like, just waiting for it to fail. That's not what being critical means. It just means that we're not going to be test pattern directies. We want it to be good. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Ashley, have you seen the new Batman? I have. What'd you think? I loved it. Um, I, you know, I've only got one real issue with it, but, uh, but I, you know, I, I thought it was really great. But there's a case of embracing the source material and doing right by it. Yeah. And how different interpretations. You have the Chris Nolan uh, films, which, you know, for the most part really work. You have, you know, certainly in this case, uh, a new interpretation, which works. And then, you know, we're all huge fans of obviously the Adam West show. So it's like you have multiple interpretations, but, um, they all work. Yeah. They're Except for the Joel Schumacher. But yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And, no, I, and you're more of a fan of the Tim Burton ones than Darren and I are. But yeah. um, anyway. Okay. Yeah. And and believe it or not, I loved it too. I believe it. Which I, is something that I you rarely Facebook hear from me. I believed it. That's true. We very rarely hear from you, particularly if it has a six at the end of it. But um, that's great, Darren. And you're the, probably the biggest Batman fan of all of us. Well, no, I don't no. know. Ashley's a pretty big Batman. I was going to say Ashley's a Batman. I stand corrected. I realized it was coming out of my mouth. I was like, ah, I'm going to stop. Uh, but if we ever do a Batman podcast. We're not doing a Batman we're podcast. Batman. We're not doing <laughs> any more podcasts. No more Batman podcasts. Please don't. Uh, please. One okay, bridge, so one, Ogie Ogie Go- one podcast. Ogie Gonzalez said, just completed listening to your podcast on this. And as always, it was very entertaining. I never thought this was the best movie, Star Trek 3, but also didn't think it was all that bad. The budget constraints were obvious to me, and I do agree the whole premise was flawed. Tom Kutcher, I hope you do more of the TOS films. You've done the first three and have both AM, that's you, Ashley Miller, and R&B, presumably Robert Meyer Burnett, back for those two. Avery Draper. That's Avery Brooks, but he writes under a pen name. <laughs> he loves listening to the show and playing piano. Star Trek Three was a good example of what Star Trek Phase Two would have looked like as a television show. Cheap sets and TV-like direction. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a fair assessment. Ray Morton, he's terrific. Uh, if you've ever read any of his uh, articles, um, he also did the commentary on Chow Factory's King Kong. Uh, terrific uh, uh, film scholar. He writes... Without disagreeing with any of your major points, this is still the movie that made me love Star Trek. There you go. Okay, exactly. Fair. Exactly. Uh, Juku Vananin, 
I'm, I'm mispronouncing your name and I apologize. I'm not it's sure. It's like Jessica, Jessica Von Putter. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you should be honored. If I could do yeah. it to Jessica Von Putter, then, I, you know, I'm mangling yet another name. Love, love the commentary. You had the perfect cast. I want more. Neil Bradshaw. Wait, that's two entirely different podcasts? Uh, <laughs> Russell Myers. Harumph. I said good day, sir, but I will listen with my arms crossed. He's joking. He was referring to the earlier comments about right. giving up. I didn't a get a harumph out of that guy. Harumph. Uh, <laughs> Christopher Baca. The, uh, not for Baca, Baca. The, comment- the commentary was interesting. I like the film and I can't agree with anything you called out. The film does look cheap, especially on Genesis. The film wrecked the Klingons going forward, turning them into space Vikings, just like First Contact wrecked the Borg. Okay. Uh, Brian Borden said uh, he'd like to hear commentary on Generations. Well, you're going to get your that, wish. That would make us watch the movie, though, again. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah, well, we're not going to do commentary. We're actually bringing in um, from the Futon Critic, a um, uh, big fan of the um, big fan of Generations, who's going to come in and discuss it with us. But first, we have to get Steve Asbell here to do Star Trek yeah. Six. In fact, I was talking to him over the weekend, and I said, look, we really need to get that going. People have been asking. A lot of people have been asking. And people uh, are talking. People There's are talking. For it all. The thriller in Manila. And so we, we got to get that. I said, so then we can move on to uh, to Generations. So, yeah. we'll but first do that. we should do Star Trek 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we should do them in order. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway. So, okay. So um, I also want to uh, thank. If they, were, if they were mad about 3, wait till we get to 4. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There's a tagline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think we're more split. I mean, I know you really don't like four, but you know, yeah, wh- whatever I, look, my qualms with four. It's fine. Is, Everybody, it's, everyone's mom it's loves four. Yeah, it, it's fun. It's it's you know, it's it's it cleanses the palate. That's true. And it was Caden's gateway drug to start. Double dumbass on you. Yeah, I know. I know. Look, <laughs> Kurt Thatcher's in it. That's all. That's a good thing. So, uh, also, I want to thank uh, Heavy Magazine, Heavy website, uh, for a lovely. Uh, they did five best uh, celebrity Star Trek podcasts and uh, had a lot of fun by, of course, including us. So thank you for that. That's uh, cool. Thank you for the recognition. We appreciate it. Um, I don't think we're a celebrity podcast. We're 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 just fans with with portfolios. <laughs> anyway, the point is they they <laughs> lauded the podcast for what it, it uh, for which is always nice. But as I say, it brings other people to the podcast. Which of course is the same when you rate us on uh, your favorite podcast platform. So I am going to read some of the latest uh, comments. I haven't even seen some of these. This will be interesting. Okay. Brings all the fans to the yard. That's so this uh, this is uh, from uh, Friday. Apparently, I have changed my mind. Now five stars. Mark A. Altman's espoused. Pol- I'm sorry, guys. Obviously, I ruined the podcast for a lot of people. Sorry, Darren. Well, <laughs> Mark A. Altman's espoused politics rubbed me the wrong way at first, and I gave the podcast a one. I was wrong to do that, not wow. because my views have changed, but because I really enjoy the podcast and it deserves a five. I love that. That's really That's great. See, Thank you, Darren. Look, you did you did right by Darren. You go on hating my politics. Thank <laughs> you go right on hating my politics. <laughs> we got bigger problems right now than than that. Okay, so let's see. Um, so, oh, I just had this. Now, what happened to the rest? I've had enough of you. Wait, where are the... Uh, God. I was trying to read these lovely comments. And now no, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Like tears and rain. 
Um, okay, so this would be a podcast called Inglorious Transfers. Okay, let's see. I N G L. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Oh, see, I told you <laughs> we should call it the Transfers tonight. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Okay, so that was one comment. What, so, what uh, would Transfers tonight be? Da 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 da. Okay, I don't know, but who would be in the chair laughing? Uh, there's, there's, there's no Star Trek in the news tonight, but um, I'm, I'm thinking that in a couple of weeks, Paramount's going to announce that they have no cast for the next Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you are the furthest thing from incorrect. <laughs> now, uh, on uh, 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 MD Rob seventy said, like spending time with good friends. I'm smiling, good friends. Just- it's the kind, the kind times are kind of special. I'm sp- smiling just start starting the sentence. The show is less a podcast than it is pizza and beer night with the geeks we used to hang out with in high school. Warm, hilarious, and thoughtful. Every episode is like chicken soup for your sci-fi loving soul. Which Wait, is it? Is chicken it pizza soup or chicken soup or beer? Led by what your deaf personable hosts, the uber talented erudite Darren Doctorman and the encyclopedic. Groucho Marx channeling Ringmaster Mark A. Altman, an hour-long episode whizzes by in a wink of an eye. That's a good pun. I like that. We whiz by in the wink of an eye. You'll laugh, you'll think, you'll cherish what Star Trek, especially TOS, means for you. So yes, come for the Trexpert knowledge, but stay for the endless good vibes and smart conversation. I don't like this podcast. I love it. Oh, okay, that's, that's, nice. that's very that nice. nice. Now, you know what? That one's from the mailbag, not from the mail sack. That is from the... um, That's not my bag, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just showed the Austin Powers trilogy to my son. He loved it. Of course he did, because it's funny. It is. Well, one of them is really funny. The other one just claims, for example, that he had created the question mark. You know what inspired him to want to watch it? The Super Bowl commercial. Okay. Okay, fair. Fascinating. Five stars. I could listen to this forever, and I'm eternally grateful to everyone that works on this great podcast. Oh, come to my favorite. Don't get too excited because Uh here we go. I'm not the only one people dislike. That's right. Okay, love it, but not new third host. (laughs) Love Mark and Darren and their love of Trek. However, I fast forward when new Trek's with Ashley Miller. Aww, his sentence. I think Ashley will be just fine. I think it's okay, Darren. Uh, His sentences are just the, the words "look," "right," or "like" over and over again. It drives me nuts, <laughs> along with his cadence. I wish they'd added Robert Burnett or Scott Mance, who speaks so eloquently and without crutch words. What, Scott Mance doesn't have a crutch word? Companion. <laughs> Beatles. You feel right? I'll read one last one from Coastside Kate. My tribe found. Mark, you asked for more reviews, so here's one. As someone who has loved Star Trek since before birth, I was going to say, since before my son burned hot in space, as my mother tells me I would kick in utero when she watched an episode, I find this to be the most entertaining, informative, and authoritative um, Trek podcast around. I've also been reading Mark Haltman since his days. It's so fantastic. I'm always pleased to hear his nasally Brooklyn voice. Reminds <laughs> me of home. Uh-huh. It's such a compliment. If you're also in your mid-50s, who's in their mid-50s? What? And disgruntled what? with life. This is the podcast for you. That was pretty good up until that last bit. I know. We're but not disgruntled with life. We're gruntled. We're near. We're totally gruntled. I would just like to say, for the record, 
look, I'm going to work on my cadence, right? It worked for Bill. I it thought did. you only had one cadence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the well, other ones, but one Jared, cadence. I, I believe you were the one who pointed out and, and, and told me, taught me, that the reason why Bill's cadence can be what it is is because he uh, forgets his lines. So I'm just going to have to pretend that I'm forgetting my lines as I'm speaking them. Okay. I, I, Ashley, you keep on going quoting orders. You're doing great. We have no problem. <laughs> so uh, you, you do what you do also well, the thing that you do. And I, I, in all seriousness, before we wrap up the mailbag uh, uh, and talk about uh, something equally interesting, um, I want to finish up actually with, for all our joking around, this letter that we received, I'm not going to mention who it's from because I, they didn't necessarily say it was for the show. It was written to Darren and I. Um, uh, personally in confidence. Um, but I want to share it with you because this, in all seriousness, is the reason that after four years, almost going on five soon, that we continue to do the podcast and why it means so much to us and hopefully why it means so much to you. So this this email said, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate the podcasts. I can't wait for the 430 movie to return too. On Thanksgiving Day, we found out my 17-year-old son had been the victim of sexual abuse when he was younger. The week before Christmas, we found out that it was a friend who, per who, perpetu who perpetuated it. My wife and I were pretty much in a daze for weeks, but the holiday specials were a great way for me to put it out of my mind every week and enjoy myself as best as I could. I had a bad day today due to that situation, but the Trek 3 commentary was a big help. I never got your hate for it. But everything you guys said was 100% correct. And my love for it was definitely nostalgia. The week it opened was finals week at my high school. I biked to school every day. And then after my finals, biked to the movie theater every day. Both were miles away from my house. It's the only movie I've ever seen five times in a row in a theater. Anyway, thanks for the distraction. You guys are the best. Love, longer party. That's really, that's really uh, touching. Yeah. And I, I didn't read that because it was someone who was extolling our star trek 3 uh coverage um and i would be you know it was i but you know we've got a lot of these during the pandemic uh people you know who've lost relatives family um who've, who've had friends in hospitals you know who have you know used listened to the to the podcast and it's brought them you know some modicum of, of happiness or joy for a brief period of time you know escape from what they were dealing with and that's really just to us. I mean, I guess that's, you know, it's, it's really um, satisfying. Well, it, it keeps us, it keeps us going. I mean, that, that's one of the things about this that look, this is therapeutic for us too. Um, we wouldn't do it if it wasn't enjoyable. Well, if Kelsa Troy was at all competent, you wouldn't need to do a podcast. That's right. Well, we don't have a counselor, Troy. I think uh, even part of the reason why we've done these things as regularly as, as we've done them, especially, you know, at the, at the height of the pandemic was it was an opportunity just to get together with friends and kind of yeah. share in this thing that we love. And to me, that's, that's what makes it difficult at times to, to read some of the comments. It's not really that people disagree with us about Star Trek three, for example, it's that, they would say that there is a, a lack of respect for the people who are involved. Because what I would want everybody to understand about what we do and kind of why we sit here 
on these podcasts and have these conversations is we love Star Trek for the same reason that that person wrote that letter. It has an impact on us. It it affects us. I recognize myself in the story of going to see Star Trek three over and over and over again, regardless of what our, our critical interpretation of the, of the film actually is looking back, you know, all these years later, it's, that's not what it's about. It's, it is, it is about the reasons why we're having this, this conversation in the first place. And if I could send any message to the, the, the people out there who, who disagree with us about that or about elements of, you know, uh, I will say later versions of Star Trek, it's that we are at least, and I, I think I speak for you guys, it's I'm not here um, to crap on anything. I, there's a reason why we say that this is all about the love and it always is. And I would hope that that people understand that when they listen, even when we're being critical. Well, that's a great point because, of course, the show is about celebrating the love, which is why we spend so much time on Star Trek Three because we do love Star Trek Three, and it frustrates us to no end yeah. that there are all these problems with it. And it's so interesting to see people like Gene, who identified it very early on in the process. You know, people like you know some of the cast, and you know, obviously, you know, with us looking back and saying, you know, if only, if only they had done this. And we've all done that in things we've produced, you know, and made and been involved with. And so, uh, you know, it's it's easy to Monday morning quarterback, but at the same time, you know, if you can learn lessons from that, it's helpful. I mean, look, what's going to be funny is one day we're going to do commentary at Star Trek V and the amount of uh, good-natured ribbing we're going to take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if we're at all positive about it. You know, we'll be. We'll and be, we will be. A thing of beauty. You can you you'll be able to get back at us then, because Plus, the, the point of these things is that we want to share the ten thousand hours that we've spent going over this stuff over and over again, analyzing this, uh, using things that we've learned in our in our careers, in our uh, in our uh, 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 free time, in everything that we've learned that is related to this goofy thing that we love, okay? We want to share that because it's interesting to share. There's nothing less interesting than a fawning commentary about a movie that everyone loves. There's nothing as boring as that. That our criticism is steeped in um, scholarship, in a sense. You know, when we did the, the notes... You know, these were not arbitrary notes. These were studio notes. This was, you know, Gene Roddenberry's notes. I mean, this was part of the historical record, right? Um, you know, we're when we're talking about Star Trek Three and what we think they could have done better, it's from all our years working in the industry. It's from all know, our, our observations. You know, ob- our observations. So, you know, if we were just interested, you know, I think there's nothing more dangerous than kind of the internet, which just craps on everything arbitrarily. Right. Um, and, you know, or, 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 hails every, or hails everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, absolutely. And I think if we we're going to just, you know, criticize things, there's a lot of other things in the Star Trek universe that we would jump at. But that's not yeah. what we want to be doing. That's not what we're doing. It's not, you know, we, 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 you know, and that's why, you know, Star Trek 3, you know, it's, um, I think we do it with a, a joy de vivre because, you know, at the end of the day, there are certain things about it that are completely irresistible. And we talked about that. 
steal the Enterprise, yeah. James Horner's score. Um, mm -hmm. The Enterprise, you know, blowing up uh, over the Genesis planet. Um, you know, the ending, uh, the re you know, re reuniting the crew. I mean, there's, there's so much about it that's so special, um, you know, and it's just so damn frustrating that it's not a better movie, which again, you know, I think it's just shared by a lot of people who worked on it, who made it, and who were in it, and you know. But you know, and and any people who uh, can be honest with themselves, mm -hmm. that's that's a dangerous thing to say, but uh, it's the truth. If you can be honest with yourself, even about the things that you like, and be able to discern what works and doesn't work, then you're better off, honestly. Because we're all big enough to take a few insults. Okay, so uh, I want to ask you guys because that, that was the mailbag. The he mail called sack. Star Trek Three a garbage scow. <laughs> no, that was just that ship at the beginning. <laughs> I, I love the, the all the conversations that we started on about the Grissom. Well, they use uh -huh. transporters to be between the ship and the bottom, you know, the primary hull. It's like okay, whatever. It's like, and it's not like we ever once stopped and said, you know, this isn't real, guys. Like we would never say that. No, because <laughs> hopefully you should know. Hopefully you should know. Um, so I want to ask you this. I want to ask you um, something to think about. Neither of you are prepared for this. Um, but I want to ask you a question I've been thinking about. What is the greatest season of Star Trek ever produced? Oof. What is the greatest season of Star Trek ever produced? For a lot of people. Answer. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I am going to say, in terms of the overall, Deep Space Nine Season 5. I, I, Deep Space Nine Season 5 is a great answer. Tell us some of the episodes that make that a great season. Shit. Well, A Call to Arms, number mm -hmm. one. Um, in the cards, right? Like, uh, just, I mean, I could have to, like, kind of go through the entire list um, to, to because obviously we, we didn't prepare for this. But my gut is that, you know, season four was really kind of finding it's it was finding its legs again, but in a great way with uh, with with Worf and putting him back into the show. By the time season five rolled around, they understood exactly how Worf fit. All the pieces were there and it was on its way to kicking off the big Dominion War arc at the top of season six, like and into seven. Um, and just all the the. The characters were cooking. It was just, it was, it was one good story after another. I feel like um, by Inferno's Light and in Purgatory's Shadow was fifth season. Um, that's just without like looking at my cheat sheet, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Uh, where we discovered that Dr. Bashir had been a, uh, a, a changeling the whole time. A changeling the whole time. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. Um, you know, it just, it, it felt like a show that knew exactly what it was. Um, and there are certainly great episodes in other seasons. And I would also, it, there are other seasons of Star Trek that I would make the case for as being like the greatest seasons of Star Trek ever. But, but that's my, that's my off the cuff response. By the way, as a total aside, I have to say our friend and uh, uh, former um, guest on the show, Hazel Honeysuckle um, on her Instagram had, uh, she had done cosplay as a Vorta which is not something you see yes, very no. often. And I thought it was inspired. I thought yeah. that was really cool. When, when she showed the, uh, the ear things uh, on her table, on her work table, I told her that they, they looked like uh, uh, 
Chinese dumplings. <laughs> I had to make sure it wasn't Jeffrey Combs, but when I looked closer, it was right. clearly Hazel. So, um, uh, <laughs> wow. But that was great. What about you? So that, that's a great, that's a great pick. And I, I think it'd be hard to argue that that is one of the great seasons of, of, of Star Trek ever. And I would completely agree that, you know, it took them a while to figure out how to use Worf in the fourth season. And even though there's some things that are really, fourth season, pretty spectacular overall, fifth is, it takes it to a whole nother level. Yep. And, you know, by seven, you start to have paw race and some misfires, but five and six are as good as Star Trek ever gets. Yep. Yeah. Um, what about you, Darren? What would your pick be for Star Trek's greatest season? I, I, uh, I am totally a TOS baby. Um, I, uh, I, I never got into DS9 and I'm sorry for that. I've, I've tried. Uh, they're, they're, it's a great show. But uh, my heart belongs to TOS and specifically season two mm-hmm. of TOS. Um, pretty much every episode, with a couple of uh, a couple of missteps, is great. Mm-hmm. Not only great Star Trek, but also great entertainment. Yeah. They start off the season with a bang, with a muck time that completely fills in the mysteries behind the uh, uh, Vulcan society. And uh, it's fascinating to coin a phrase. Um, and every every episode throughout there, you know, Doomsday Machine, Trouble with Tribbles, um, it it is just so much entertainment every week. And uh, they they knew what show they were doing then, and uh, they they had figured out the uh, dynamics of uh, of the characters, and they were able to play in the sandbox. They had reasoned and, it out. Yeah, and uh, you know, even with uh, even with goofy episodes toward the end, like uh, uh, Omega Glory, uh, the premise is uh, is ludicrous, but it's so entertaining and so fun to watch. Uh, it's uh, it, it's magical to me, and I will never forget watching those episodes for the first time and the fiftieth time. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know. The, uh, the last episode of the season, uh, Assignment Earth. I want more of that. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Yeah, obviously that's... Uh, it, it's hard to top the second season of the original series. Um, and pound for pound, you have more classic episodes probably than any other season of Star Trek. Um, you know, I, I, what I'd like to do is actually um, put it up for a vote just much like the admission of Cardon to the Federation. So I'm going to put into contention um, the third season of Next Generation, mm-hmm. which I think uh, is a very, very strong season of television. Who watches The Watchers, which is a great hour of television. Ancients of Command, Best of Both Worlds Part 1. Um, Yesterday's Enterprise. Yesterday's Enterprise. So not too shabby at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, personally, look, obviously I'm with Darren. I would pick the second season of the original Star Trek. But, um, but you know, for the sake of this exercise, um, I think uh, the, these will be the three picks that we'll put on Twitter and on Spotify. We'll run a poll because obviously our podcast runs on a bunch of platforms. But I think on Spotify, we can, we can have a poll and we'll Spotify. put it on Twitter. Spotify, yeah. And... Uh, and see, uh, and, 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 and put the power in the hands of our audience. Now, there, there is room for one more season 
Um, and I would ask you now, is there a season of Voyager or is it the fourth season of Enterprise that is, uh, you know, or is it, is it another show? Hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Mark. We're going in dangerous territory. Because uh, uh, I, I would just as easily say season one of TOS. So, right. You know, uh. and I, we don't, we don't want that. We don't want to double up on anybody. That doesn't seem fair. So the first season of the animated series, you're saying? Absolutely. Okay. Are you so saying we should pay more attention to the movies? to the movies. No, I, th- I think I think I think it's fair to say. <laughs> So we're saying fifth season, Deep Space Nine, third season, Next Generation, second season, TOS. That's what you get to choose from. Yeah. And you know, since I was so woefully unprepared to start rattling off episodes and purely going out of my ass, uh, when you put the poll up, I might just start tweeting about individual episodes that strike my fancy. Well, well, once we have the poll results, we 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 can start talking about them, I guess. We can can talk about it at at greater length. You know um, why like, why these seasons are so great, and and then we can rank all the seasons of Star Trek in order for our holiday oh special. <laughs> no, we would Next have to rank twenty four hour podcast. Have to rank all the episodes in order. Oh, oh my god! My god! It's full of stars. <laughs> that will and never. I, I could promise here with you, episode two hundred and fifty two. Drunk would we have to be? Not on my ship, Mister. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's no way. I mean, in fact, it's funny because Ed Gross, you know, they come to me and they say, oh, would you want to update Trek Navigator, which is a book Ed and I did, uh, I don't know, 25 years ago. Really yeah. terrific book where we reviewed, um, uh, you know, all the episodes of Star Trek up until that point. It was like the middle of Deep Space Nine at that point, I guess, when we wrote it. And it's a great little book. And they said, oh, would you update it? You know, uh, to a current version of, uh, you know, where you review all the episodes of Star Trek. I'm like, no, never. There's not enough money in the world to pay me to do that. You know, to have to watch some of those shows again <laughs> and have to write about them. Um, and I'm not saying which ones. I'm just saying it ain't going to happen. As Jimmy Doolin once said, no way. <laughs> I said, that's, you know, to, to, that's for someone else. So, okay. So now I got another question for you. New podcast. What, 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 based on podcasts that we've raised in this last couple of weeks, if we're going to do a spinoff podcast, right? And I'm not including Trexpert's Briefing Room. That's entirely different podcast that already right. exists. For those of you who don't know, would we do Trexpert's Tonight? Would we do Only Murders on the Starship? Which we talked about recently. <laughs> our, our murder mystery well, podcast. I, I'm, I'm going to bring up one that I've been thinking about. Oh, called Trexperts Unbound. What the hell is that? Tell us. It means about that it, we can talk about Space 1999 and Buck Rogers and Galactica oh. and Flash Gordon and any of that stuff. Trexperts Unbound. That, that we that we like. You know, and have no qualms about talking about on on a podcast. I don't have any qualms about talking about it on this. I know, podcast. but but we should because this is this is the Trexperts, and and uh, but I think that would open up a lot of other topics that uh, that don't necessarily fit into this podcast. And when, so, how often would we do this podcast? I don't know, maybe monthly. Well, then there's also the other podcast. Because the guy suggested that Ashley Miller was not a good guest, so clearly. <laughs> 
clearly there's also a, a Trexpert show with Scott Manson, Rob Burnett. <laughs> that's what that's what the guy said. I would get I would get tired listening to that. God, wouldn't that be exhausting? It would wear me out. The energy zapping between them. You know what it would be? It's like the alternative factor. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of thinking it's more like that scene in Pulp Fiction when she has the overdose and and he has to stick the adrenaline in her chest and suddenly, you know, Uma Thurman is like, that would be that podcast. (laughs) It would just be adrenaline. Adrenaline. (laughs) Code two. They would break code two. That's what the podcast should be, code two. Um, We could do Trexperts After Dark. We could do Zalman King's Red Trexpert Diaries. Uh, I'm sure that's been done. Probably so. JS. JF Sebastian? (laughs) Not JS. (laughs) Not JS. Um, Okay, so we're going to have people vote. So it's Trexperts Unbound. Only murders on the starship. I the Trexperts tonight. I don't know what only murders on the starship format. is, but I, I don't do know it. what it would be. I, That's I, why I, I don't, it sounds so exciting. We solve murders on different ships. There's no murders. There's no murders. You saw it's Star Trek it's, it's the future. People don't murder each other in the future. Red Jack, they don't murder each other. Well, Any murders that we've seen on Star Trek have been solved. They don't beat their wives either, I thought. The only thing that hasn't been solved is who murdered Star Trek. Uh, right. It's like, let's solve the mystery of how Star Trek Nemesis murdered the next generation movie. Uh, are we doing commentary on that? I, I think eventually could be interesting. We're going to do, sure. we are going to do commentary on, on Star Trek four, five, six. Now, because we are doing the Asbel versus Doctorman confrontation. Yeah, but that's not a commentary. commentary. I, think, yeah. I think that's a, that's a separate episode okay. altogether. Yes. Yeah, that's then. an entirely different episode. S- same thing yeah. with Generations. Yeah. You know, um, so, and then, uh, and then we got it. Uh, well, first and then, contact, uh, worst con- worst contact, first, uh, first contact, interaction, oh, right. right? First, and nemesis, right? I, you know, I haven't watched nemesis, nemesis in a long time. I'm really not excited about it. Yeah, I, you know, what after we did our episode about the deleted scenes, what has stuck with me, yeah, is this conviction that. With those deleted scenes buried in that movie is a much better film. Buried it's, alive. It's like, I, I, buried that's alive. Totally buried alive. It's uh that that it was like they went through and they decided, you know what? When we when we cut this movie, let's get rid of everything interesting and good and make sure all the shit stays. Like it's just so that way, like, you know, because you know, shit the holds shit stays together. in the picture. The shit stays in the picture. <laughs> no, but honestly, I I think that there's a pretty decent cut of Nemesis out there someplace. In spite of the fact that I hate that movie. So there you go. I think we're gonna yes. get a lot of a lot of a lot of people mocking us when we do our Star Trek Five commentary. It's happened I don't before. Care. They're wrong. I, I still I don't need wish. them to tell me that we I, know we know what's correct because we're the track experts. I, you know, it's funny because I know when we, we talked to David Lowry about doing the uh, stage reading of Starfleet Academy, the Academy <laughs> years, it, we, we sort of dropped the ball on that. I guess the pandemic hit. That was really what happened. Yeah. But that, that's something we should think about revisiting at some point. Totally. Because that, that could be really cool. You know, that was mm-hmm. a good that was a I good agree. idea. All the things we've 
Maybe we can do it on Transfers tonight. Oh, I can't do the song. Damn it. I need a new song. I need a new theme. You need a new drunk. Who would be on the couch? Who's the laugher? Who's the guy who's going to like be like Ed McMahon? Who's like the Ed McMahon of Star Trek? What? There's no Ed McMahon of Star Trek. <laughs> who's going to sit there and just In the laugh? future, humans have evolved beyond Ed McMahon. <laughs> I, I, you know, yeah, I feel, Spock, I feel like... Spock is the Ed McMahon. He laughs at nothing. <laughs> no, it's the Spock from this side of paradise. Right. We have the spores <laughs> on the stage. We have a little garden filled with spores on the stage. I didn't well, you know what yeah. we could do? You do they take a page out of uh, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Yeah. And uh, you go back and you just, you get all of those, uh, the animated versions of the Star Trek characters, and you just have Darren do the voices, and you do a talk show with, you know, Captain Kirk, and just, and I, you know, I know uh, Jay Wade Edwards, who, who put okay, that got, together, and I got it. Scotty is the Ed McMahon. Oh, right. that's perfect. Because yep. he's sitting on the couch, and he's drinking, imbibing a little bit, perhaps. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Uh-huh. You're gonna need something to wash that down with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, not one bit. Oh my god! <laughs> well, you know, you, you say that maybe it's Gene. No, Gene wouldn't do that. Gene would be the host. No, no, Gene. Well, that would be that would be Gene Roddenberry's celebrity hot tub. Who are we fooling? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> be like what Flamey after dark with Gene Roddenberry. Oh, that's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's what it would be. And. <laughs> And Jimmy Doohan could still be the Ed McMahon. That's right. Oh, I didn't realize this is a jacuzzi. Oh, it's not a jacuzzi. It didn't start out to be one, but it is now. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, my God. Well, this, this, was, this was fun, gentlemen. This was like a Seinfeld episode. We talked about nothing. We talked about nothing, but we said a lot. And we, we came did. up with a lot of ideas for new podcasts. Well, there's ideas. There's lots of ideas. Yeah. By the way, I went to see uh, The Godfather at theater. Still great. I wish I could have made it out to see that. Oh, it was so great. It was so great. Still great. Can't wait for the 4K to come out next month. I, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to be back at a theater. So The Batman, so The Godfather, anything with The, I'm there. Even a search for Spock, I'd go see. It's funny because, you know, they're, they're for 19, the anniversary of 1982, they're showing Star Trek II at a theater, which I've seen... A gazillion times there. Have no interest in seeing the theater again. Star Trek Three, I'd actually go see because I haven't seen a theater since like 1984. Well, I I saw a movie in a theater last week that was really good, and what hopefully by the time this comes out, uh, people will oh, be able to know about it. I know what it was. The Batman. I know what Darren's the like. Batman. The Batman. The is, Batman. Is there a comparison? Uh, there is actually now there is a comparison. <laughs> <laughs> there is a comparison. Uh-huh. Well, say no more, because one day you'll be allowed. And to that talk day about may it. never come. Future <laughs> has a new name. <laughs> well, you can talk about it on Trexperts tonight. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'd yeah, really like no. to get Ernie Anderson if he were alive. Which would oh, be it would have been great. It would have been glorious, and he could go tonight on Trexperts tonight. Tonight. Special guest, Scott Manch, talks about men- metamorphosis. Eventually. 
Yeah, got film critics. Got fans. It's like he's joined. Oh, by you. here's your host, Gene Roddenberry. This Godman's experts tonight. It's a one-hour episode for fifty-nine minutes. Scott introduces the episode and then remembers in the last minute that his guests are there. It'll be great. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, we had such a good time with Scott. And we the, love Scott. Uh, we, of course we love Scott. We had such a great time with Scott at the, uh, at the, uh, at the Spurball Center. Um, and it was really amazing to do um, that. Kate, we, we showed the, you know, the cage and where no man has gone before. And it was great because about 10 minutes before I said, Scott, which version of where no man has gone before you're going to show? You should show, you know, the unaired version, uh, the, you know, the one they right. have to be the TV and radio and Smithsonian, you know, with the, with the, with the act breaks and the extra Gary Lockwood stuff. He said, that's a great idea. So we, he ended up showing that and it was glorious. I mean, I have to say the cage looked phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, and Darren and I, this was really interesting. Both had the same reaction. We're like Jeffrey Hunter was amazing. The movie star. He, you, and it's, you know, they say how movie stars and TV stars, it's a different type of acting and that movie stars do less. Like mm-hmm. his performance on the big screen, he was amazing. It was yeah. like a different, it was revelatory. It was like a different performance than watching it on TV. It was and the best example of that. We just need to call out that since that screening, we've lost Sally Kellerman yeah. and Laurel Goodwin, yeah. who was and, uh, a yeoman cult. I was just going to point that out. Like yeah. literally days after we saw where no man has gone before, uh, the great Sally Kellerman passed away. Who's just wonderful. She brought so much life to that part yeah. in that episode. Of course, she's great. Mash. She's great with, in the Robert Altman films. She's wonderful in a she's movie that doesn't get enough. I, that was where I was going. <laughs> that movie does not get enough love. Terry Farrell's in it. Um, yeah. Keith Gordon, but Rodney Dangerfield, Sam Kinison steal the movie. So good. And if you haven't seen it, you know, one, 102 on our list of 101 great side five. No, you should, you should <laughs> back to school. You Wait, should what? see uh, Back to School, which is just so funny and, and You're raunchy. You're a melon. <laughs> never make it today. We'd never get made today. <laughs> never. Um, number three on our list of movies that would never get made in 2022. Um, it's, it's a really delightful, funny, uh, raunchy little film uh, for Ryan. And, and Sally Kellerman is great in it. Um, and I love what she said when Ed interviewed her for 50 year mission, she said, you know, a lot of people say the reason that second pilot got picked up was because of me. (laughs) (laughs) I love the refreshing actors. Yeah. And then she's not wrong. And then of course, Laurel Goodwin passed away just uh, recently, um, who was a yeoman cult in the cage. And, uh, who would have been Eve? Who would, who would have been Eve? I think it would have been her because Major was taken. Probably would have been her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, it's a shame because, of course, she passed on a couple of opportunities. But she thought she was coming back for the second pilot, and then they didn't bring her back. Mm-hmm. You know, which is too bad, but she was good. She's yep. good in the cage. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of a thankless role, but she she does as much as she can with it. And I think yeah. it's uh, she's good. Is, she, is that character in The Strange New Worlds? Yomi Cult? think so she should be yeah she should but no there's too many other people in strange new worlds that shouldn't be there well i mean no dr boys folks how could there be no dr boys that makes no sense to me anyway whatever Um, i don't like to talk about things until they are 
until they premiere. And I have nothing but high hopes until I see it for myself. Yes. So, um, but then uh, there you go. So, okay. On guys. that note. <laughs> well, this was great. We're going to have a poll with greatest season of Star Trek ever. You'll get the vote. Um, you get to, to uh, do all kinds of things. And you uh, get to decide if you sits on the couch. Are, are we going to put up the new podcast for a vote, too? Sure. Why not? Trexford's okay. tonight. Only murders on the starship and Trexpert's Unbound. Maybe it should be Trexpert's Unleashed. Is that better? Does that sound better? I like Unbound. Okay, like Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, like Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, it's too fetishy. Well, that's what I like about it. Or the Trexpert's. <laughs> well, this is we've Dragon had, God. We've had, we've had Hazel Honeysuckle on the show. Yeah, that's Damn true. right. <laughs> See, so that's what you build. A Trexpert's after, or I, you know what? That is what you build a Trexpert's Trexpert after. after dark with Hazel Honeysuckle, <laughs> your host. Yeah, this, with the this, most, I'd, I'd listen to that. I'd, I'd buy, buy that for, for a dollar. dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. Okay, well, this is enough of our yapping. <laughs> Let's get going. Let's turn this from an 11 down to a one. We're out of here, folks. But uh, <laughs> we want to thank Bill Ritter for actually making his way through this episode. And of course, um, all our other uh, uh, producers, Natalie Scali, Peter Holmstrom, Zach Raggett for all his help. And of course, uh, you, our listeners, who have always been so supportive, even when you're not. And, <laughs> and if you want to continue the conversation or look for the poll where you too can be a part of deciding the ultimate winner, where you pick the winner. Join us at Inglorious Trexperts on Instagram, Inglorious Trek on Twitter, Inglorious Trexperts BR, which is Trexperts Briefing Room on Twitter, and Trexperts Briefing Room on Instagram. I think that covers everything. And of course, join us for all new episodes of the 430 movie, which is coming back this April. We can't wait to have you back on an entirely different, different podcast. And that's it for all of us. On behalf of Ashley, Darren, and myself, Mark A. Altman, thanks for joining us and keep on trekking. And gloriously, of course. What have I done, Jim? This show was produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.